Hey, besties. Welcome to another episode of the Courtney and Nikki Show. Tonight, we're going to be talking the VMAs. We have reality TV with Nikki, and we have a special guest this evening. So please sit back, relax, get your drinks, and enjoy another episode. That's how you do it. This is your best friend's best friend's podcast. Come here to find out all the tips and tricks of making it through the chaos of life with your mind, body, and spirit intact. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and welcome to The Courtney and Nikki Show! What's up, Nikki? Hey, Court. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? I'm tired. I'm not going to lie. I'm very tired, but I'm doing good. Yeah, you're going to push through, huh? Just mm-hmm. like a strong black woman. No, I want to be a strong black woman. I really don't. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Sleepy Joe. Yes. Well, you all, I'm really excited tonight because we have a very special guest. My one and only baby sister. Aaliyah. Hey, Lily, say what's up to the peeps. Hey, peeps. So you all, Lily's here to offer us, you know, a nice little teenage perspective. She's officially repping Generation Z. And I will say, I, you know, that's my boo. And I'm so proud of her. She's a senior this year. But what's even more important than, you know, all of that cute stuff is she's very conscious, very smart, very conscious. You know, Generation Z gets a bad rep. And so Lily out here representing tonight. So welcome to the show, Lily. Yeah, Lily, we're so happy to have you. Great to be here. <laughs> okay yes so you guys we're gonna get started this week with of course i will our health goal for the week and this week we are kind of we're kind of coming through with some things we've been saying we're gonna do so court what's something that you finally were able to do this week yeah, so y'all remember, Nikki chewed me out a couple weeks ago about my mental health day. And so I finally took one, been in the school year for about seven, eight weeks now. And today, your girl played some hooky. And so today, what I ended up doing, I went and got me a nice massage and a nice facial. I really treated myself, um, came home, took a little nap with my boo. Then had us a nice, relaxing dinner. And now I'm just kicking it with my people. So best day ever. What about you, Nikki? Um, This week, I've actually been just focusing on just resting whenever my body says so. Like tonight, uh, before we got on, I was laying on the couch and I just knew that I needed to just lay down. I couldn't do anything else. My body was just tired. And it's been kind of like that every night. And I 
I mean, it's mostly, I think, because I'm a morning person, so I wake up really early. So going to bed at like nine o'clock is not a big deal for me. Um, but just learning to rest when my body says so and um, actually following through with it. Aaliyah, do you have a health goal for this week or a health thing you've been working on this week? And it's really just, it can be mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, whatever type of health goal. Well, actually this week I've been bringing about two water bottles to school. So maybe just like drinking more water in general, you know, staying hydrated especially since at school they don't we don't have water fountains anymore for COVID so yeah okay that's good Lily you know what my class be definitely obsessed with drinking water all day so I'm glad you staying hydrated maybe that's something I need to do better at for sure All right, then. Well, let's get into some pop culture tonight. So it's been a lot popping y'all in the pop world. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Let's start with talking about the VMAs. Yeah. Raise your hand if you watch the VMAs. Not I. No, no one watched it. The only thing we know about the VMAs is the is is the performances and and what else would I say? The fashion, maybe, or the lack thereof. <laughs> um, but v- I don't know, y'all. I think the VMAs have just been like, it's still weird to me that they have these award shows knowing that the pandemic is going on. But I think now that they have a vaccine that's been approved by the FDA, you know, they feel a little bit more free and, you know, willing to just let stuff happen. But I still think it's odd because you still got dancers on stage with masks on and like background people. Like it's clearly still very covid out here and they're just kind of hiding it. But I just think the VMAs do what they always try to do every year, spread some new. I don't want to say the word agenda, but, but it is an agenda. But don't spread some it. new, spread some new agenda and really just they just be weird like I don't really know what the goal is every time like what that girl Doja Cat had a chair on her head like some of this stuff I don't like who's who's the creative director behind a lot of this stuff that's what be kind of weirding me out um what else I could have done with I mean I don't really care about the overly sexual stuff honestly I don't care I don't care I because it's I think because I'm an adult I don't care and it's, I can be overly sexual. So it's just like seeing it on TV and, a, you know, whether it's two girls or two guys or, I had you know, a, a girl and a guy or whatever. It just doesn't really like I just feel like people are making a big deal out of it. And it's not for children to watch either. So it's like, what about the kids? Well, your kids shouldn't be watching this anyway. You shouldn't okay. be watching it. It's trash. At the same time, though, I got a couple things to say to that. Uh, number one. The only time I watched the VMAs was when I was younger, as a as an adolescent, mm. as a teenager, as a preteen. As I became an adult, the older I got, the more I realized how wacky that stuff was. Because it's like, and let's talk about the fact that, you know, really, every year the ratings for the VMAs are going down. So I know, I think I know last year, and we might have talked about this before, it was the worst 
uh, year for the VMAs, nobody watched them. And now I feel like this year, I feel like they were kind of forcing some of the media coverage because nobody watched it. It was like, oh, I didn't see any commercials about the VMAs, but bam, it's on. I do want to say, though, your girl, Normani, did get the opportunity to perform. So I do think that that was cool. But at the same time, her stuff was looking a little weird to me, too. Some of that symbolism, they say, oh, yeah, she took it back to that Janet Jackson. And maybe she did take it back to Janet Jackson. But to me, it looked like she was out on a freaking cross getting percolated by Tiana Taylor. When I first- It was the other way around. It was the other way around. Tiana Taylor was on the- on the, on the Yeah, she was on the, the thing. Either way, I was yeah. like, uh, scroll past. I mean, it's what like- What you think it's, about it, Lily? It's just not the worst. It's not the like the worst thing ever. The song is sexual. So it's like, what do we want them to do? Sit there and like play patty cake? Like, you know, like I don't know what people expect for, to come out of these videos. But my question is who's still watching the VMAs and why are they still coming on? Bloggers. Bloggers are watching it and then they tell us on social media. That's how we find out about it. And that's it. Yeah. The average person ain't even watching it. So I'm sitting here like, Okay. Lily, do you know anybody who watched the VMAs? Are you still there? Okay, she's still there. Yes. Um, no, I do not know anybody who watched the VMAs. Honestly, I didn't even know the VMAs was coming on until my teacher said something about the VMAs. I just oh, I don't even I don't even, I didn't even watch any of it. I haven't seen anything from it. So I haven't heard anything about it either. But I also haven't been on any social media. So. Out of the mouths, babes. What's your teacher say about it? Yeah. Well, she just asked if we watched it. Um, we're talking about art right now, like, and how it affects society. So um, she was talking about some of the things that people wore and how, you know, people express themselves in the way they dress and how that's a form of art. Okay, that sounds cool. Speaking of expressing themselves, my girl, Nicki Minaj, that's my girl. Got cyber bullied, you guys. She got cyber bullied. First of all, let's talk Nicki Minaj versus Joy Reid, okay? Joy Reid is a black woman. She's an MSNBC correspond corresponder, correspondence. And so Nicki Minaj was on Twitter and people were asking her because a lot of one thing that I saw going around was you had a lot of noteworthy celebrities who was not attending any of these festivities. No New York Fashion Week, which was just around. They weren't at the VMAs. They weren't at the Met Gala. And so people were asking Nicki Minaj, you know, well, where are you? Why aren't you at the Met Gala? We haven't seen you out in a long time. 
and you know, she just had a baby. So her response was, which her response is, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. Then she says, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. So Joy Reed um, talked about Nicki Minaj and she said, you know, for you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives. Um, you know, she basically condemned Nicki Minaj for her perspective and the fact she basically said that Nikki was given misinformation and she said you know why would you use your platform to encourage our community not to get the vaccine as a fan I am so sad that you did that sorry does she not have the right to use her platform to to talk about and encourage people to do whatever the things that she personally believes in, whether she's a celebrity a celebrity or not. She still has children or a child to worry about. Let's say that she still has a mother. Like there's still other people involved in her life other than her fans. It's not her job to sit out here and give health care or health, you know, uh, facts or whatever like that's not a celebrity's job why are people looking to celebrity they don't know what's going on with this virus just like we don't know what's going on with this virus they don't know what's going on with the vaccines just like we don't know what's going on with the vaccines yeah like so that. girl I don't so like Nicki Minaj ain't like it either and she said this is what happens when you're so thirsty to down another black woman by the request of the white man that you didn't bother to read all my tweets. My God, sister, do better. Imagine getting your dumb ASS on TV a minute after a tweet to spread a false narrative about a black woman. Then she called Joy Reid a lying homophobic coon. I guess I can join in the reindeer games too, right? People can go on TV and lie on me. I can report them too, right? Doesn't have to be truths. It can be half truths. She said, Uncle Tamiana asked who on earth would trust the FDA. So then she started linking some of the controversial things Joy Reid has said in the past. Mm -hmm. Joy sounds like she do this for a living. I'll put it that way. Um, Nikki, you gave her too much energy. You really did. Like you're a celebrity. You got mad money. You got other things to worry about. You got your little Pooh Bear baby that you don't tell us his name to take care of. You got your husband who has major life problems going on right now with him being um, sentenced to time in prison for, uh, let me get my facts straight, but something with an underage child. Okay. She's, you have other things to worry about, girl. Why are you sitting here talking about arguing with, with Joy, whoever? Like, no. And Joy, well, it just... It went, we went from we went from talking about why Nikki ain't outside, why right. she ain't on these streets, 
with all these other people mingling, which she really don't have to. It's still a pandemic going on, whether she has the vaccine or not, or don't have the vaccine. She don't have to go there. The Met Gala doesn't pay her anything. She don't get money to go there. She got to spend money to go there. So if she want to stay home, leave it at that. Then you want then people want to rope in all this other stuff. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's what I did. And like, I'm sitting here like you, you're going to talk about out of all the things, because you know, my perspective about Mm -hmm. the Mm over-sexualized media Mm -hmm. industry. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here and the drugs Yeah, and just all the negativity. So you're going to sit here and as a black woman, Joy Reid, talk about Nicki Minaj using her platform to talk about a vaccine. Versus all the other things that you could talk about somebody using their platform for. Girl, bye. Sit down. But it kept going. So people started cyberbullying Nicki Minaj on Twitter. And Nicki Minaj actually recently went live, you know, really just talking about the fact that the these websites and this social media can get scary because you have people who will crucify you for asking a question mm-hmm. and it's all for likes. It happened to me before. I was promoting a positive message about beauty being in the eye of the beholder. And somebody basically responded and said that I was ugly. And within seconds, seconds, And it was just somebody trolling. But within seconds, my comments were really in shambles with people laughing and people thinking it's funny. And and so I kind of, you know, that's on a small scale. I can only imagine what her stuff was looking like based on her talking about the vaccine. Yeah. So, you know, but she's standing. She said a lot of celebrities are afraid to even talk about it because you ask a question about the vaccine and you got a million vaccine you know a million of these people out here shaming you for you know needing your time to make up your mind uh, that yeah because so, she didn't even say she wouldn't get it she just said i'm she doing just my want- research and why is that not good enough? I did see somebody say something like, oh, she got ass shots, but she needs to do her research on the COVID vaccine. Maybe she did her research on the ass shots. Like, how you know? Yeah. And why does it matter? Like, people can't grow. People can't be better. They can't learn to make better health choices for themselves. Not everybody grew up knowing how to make good health choices for themselves. And that goes with cosmetic things, too. Like everybody didn't have somebody around them telling them that they need to get that or that wasn't the best decision to make or that's not safe or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. I had this do with somebody came in our apartment the other day to do some work and I asked him to put a mask on. He said, oh, you don't have the vac- you don't have the vaccine. I got that. No, he said, you got a mask on. I said, do you need a mask? You got you. Oh, you didn't get the shot. Can you put the mask on, please? Period. I don't care. That's the thing. People act like this that a, that this vaccine is just an eraser, and it's just going to take away all of these problems. They're so quick to be like, "Oh, it lessens this. Oh, it makes it better than that," but. No. Vaccinated people dying every day. Vaccinated people getting COVID every day. And the thing is, you got all these people that are vaccinated and yet COVID is still spreading. So like I said, put the mask on. 
Period. And if, you, and if you, if somebody does not want to go somewhere, they don't have to go. If they don't want to, if a celebrity does not want to attend a certain, nobody asking Beyonce, Kylie. Where, Kylie Jenner, nobody asking where she was at. This girl, honestly, and Kylie and these pregnancies. <laughs> they want to be black so bad, so bad. They want to be black so bad. They want to have all the black babies. They want everything. They want to benefit every in every way that a black woman can benefit in life, except by except being black. They don't want to be black at all. They just want your black babies and they want your black men and your facial features and your bodies and everything else. And then here she go getting pregnant. Oh, now you can't see me. <laughs> hey girl, we haven't seen all of you. Are. Anyway, I, 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 gotta, I feel different about them. She Shoot, is. my thing is, so is she vaccinating? Y'all, y'all. And nobody asked ask her? Cause why? Just cause she pregnant? Why wouldn't she go to the Met Gala? This is Kylie Jenner. We talking about? Hello, her sisters were there. Her other sister was there, dressed as a dot, as like a polka dot, <laughs> <laughs> like as a shadow. I heard as a sh- yeah, shadow is a better example, better phrase for that. It's just it's wild. It's just leave it alone. Leave it alone. They're they, they're reaching. They're reaching for they're reaching for Nikki and they're reaching for anybody else that they think they can just question about why they're not at a certain event or why they are caping for this vaccine. You can't can force people to 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 just go along with what society says because they're a celebrity. That's their health. They're talking. You're talking about mm-hmm. Aggie. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Feel free to jump in anytime. Um, I think you guys really said it with, especially with them having opinions on how, okay, so it's the same thing. Okay. How do you guys have an opinion on what Nicki Minaj is saying and basically saying that um, she's not promoting they are expecting her to promote the vaccine on her platform. Okay, y'all want her to say something about it. Okay, what if she tell people that they shouldn't get it? She's saying something about it. She's saying something about it. So it's not like, um, I mean, they just want everything, as mother would say, always. They want her to be, they want her to be there, get the vaccine. They want to control people. Want mm-hmm. everybody do what everybody else is doing. And if they if they really believe that everybody is entitled to their own opinion and able to make their own uh, decisions, then they shouldn't have a problem with what she said. Exactly. I feel you. It's like this is America is supposed to be this free country, but you have so many Americans who are so ready to give up their rights or they want to put people down because they want to protect their rights. And I did see something going around. It's not the government's job to make decisions about my health. The government's job is to protect my rights and to keep me safe. Come on now. I don't need Sleepy Joe trying to mandate a vaccine on me. Sleepy Joe, fix these gas prices and the stock market, okay? Because I was getting money with Trump and gas prices were low. And now you sitting here talking about, you know, you about to start reporting to the IRS people who have $600 in their Venmo and they cash up. You uh, ain't for the people. 
Wild. But you know, Sleepy Joe, he probably ain't making no decisions. He probably got somebody uh, controlling him too. Mm. He probably seen out like a mud. That's Aggie. I'm going to sleep in meetings and stuff. Yeah, the prime yeah. minister. Right, right, right. But yeah, I just mm, just leave it alone. Like I don't, I don't think that I'm not getting my um, Rona or uh, you know vaccine news from so like celebrities like Nicki Minaj. No shade. I just don't go to her for those things. I don't even go to her for encouragement to, to do want to make a life decision. So maybe what's her name? Joy Reed needs to um, find other celebrities who are more responsible or who are willing to do that. Cause Nikki don't seem like she the one. So. And don't be going around bullying black women and you a black woman. How about you go out here and, and have something to say about some of these other people? Because I think that is a valid point. Yeah. I can't stand seeing black women trying to tear other black women down yeah. for any reason. Because there's a plenty of other people you could go and stand up against who ain't a black woman like you. Mm-hmm. But okay. Yeah. How about we right. talk about some reality TV with Nikki? Yeah, I was about to say, moving on, let's talk about some stuff that I be getting into. So <clears throat> this week, I'm going to talk about two shows because y'all know I can go in because I already started. I've been watching I'm in Love with a Mama's Boy. I've been watching Love After Lockup. Uh, but I'm only going to talk about uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville and then Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. So one thing in particular I want to talk about with Love and Marriage Huntsville, one, I like the show. I think it's great TV. I love seeing all the Black couples on there kind of building empires and businesses and just like leaving legacies for their kids. Um, And But one thing in particular, it's it's a lot of things, but one thing in particular I want to talk about is that there is a, there's a new woman on there, a new couple on there, Tiffany, I forgot her husband's name, and they are second time around being married, not to each other, but um this is their first time being married to each other, but second time being married, period. So Tiffany comes in the gate and she is really just talking about stuff that it's a little inappropriate. So she mentioned to one woman, like, didn't I see your stepson vaping in the bathroom? I did. I hear about your stepson vaping in the bathroom. Mind you, he's a child. He's under 18. And so the wife, the woman's like, what are you talking about? Like, she's like, you're talking about my, you know, my son-in-law or whatever. I mean, my stepson. And she's like, yeah. And so basically she just brings up this horrible or this private family matter about this child on camera without this woman noticing. Right. So boom, what does the wife do? She go back and talk to her husband about it. She's like, you know, I was at a birthday brunch and this chick comes up and talks to me about monster vaping in the bathroom. Husband knows about it already, has already handled the situation, um, but he, like, he didn't know people were going around town spreading rumors about this child, talking about this child in that manner. He, in my opinion, does the right thing at the next event where this couple and they are at, he pulls aside the wife and the husband and says, you know, I really want to talk to y'all. 
And so the now, mind you, everybody else, this this girl, Tiffany, has already been told, like, you know, that's a little weird for you to bring this up right now. Like, we're at somebody's birthday party. What's the point of you bringing up someone else's child, what you heard about someone else's child vaping in a bathroom when you have children of your own? And it's a young black boy. So that's the father's point. He was like, I just don't understand what was the point of you bringing that up when somebody else does not know my child and that's the very first thing they know, that's what they're going to judge him on. That's the stigma they have on him that he was a little black boy who was vaping in a bathroom and got in trouble for it. They don't know. They won't know anything else about him. And I don't appreciate you spreading this rumor or talking about this around town about my child when it's not your child and it has nothing to do with you. So immediately girl starts crying. Tiffany starts crying. But when the women brought it up to her, she was like, well, I, you know, I don't know what they're crying for. She need to get a bit thicker skin or just like telling people like they shouldn't have feelings about it. But when you get checked on it, when somebody's husband has to come and tell you that's mad wrong for you doing that, then you want to start crying. I just didn't realize it was going to be this bad. And I'm like, how did you? How, Sway? How do you not know that you walking, you going around town talking about things that happened with a minor was go, you were you were gonna you thought his daddy was gonna be cool with that? You really thought that? You want to be big and bad, bullying a little kid because that's what that sound like to me. And then now you done made it hot, and what you gonna do? Now you want to cry? Now you want to cry? The husband's, I'm so tired of hearing about this. He don't say it to the other dad, to the daddy's face, to the boy's daddy's face, but he's he said in the confessional, like, I'm so tired of hearing about this. And he lucky I ain't had no drink first. What you mean he lucky? Your wife was wrong. Your wife was taught. What was the point of her talking about that child? How was that okay. a way you want to connect with somebody? Right. And you need a drink to do something about it, big man. They both sound sorry to me. Yeah. The wife, honestly, she... Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's one big thing about the show. I just thought it was very, I thought it was very responsible that the dad of the little boy that was being talked about, that he confronted both of those adults, the wife and the husband, to let them know that that's not cool with me. I thought that was very mature. Um, and I thought that, that was just the right thing to do. I think it's unnecessary for people just to go around talking about folks' kids for no reason. Like there was no point in you doing that. Um, there is like some other stuff going on with, um, Huntsville <laughs> in regards to like, there's another girl and I don't, you know, nobody's, no, nobody's names, Courtney, but there is a mom. So there's a, there's a main, there's one of the, one of the black women, young black girls on there. Her mama, Letitia is the girl's name. So Letitia's mama is a trip. She comes in, first of all, she's super country, super like ghetto, like loud, like, like I'm, I'm just coming here to just tell you what it is. Nah, nah, nah. Like being everybody business, and I, I foresee some issues that's gonna pop up with her. But we just want to see how that's gonna play out in the show. Um, but it's a good show. I I just like because it's black people being real, and you know, it's some it's some juicy stuff on there. But you have to watch it to check it out. Uh, watch it for yourself to find out. Are they all black? They all black, including the girl who's crying. Including the girl who's crying. Mm. Yeah. And she sounds they like a white too. woman who thinks somebody is attacking her. Well, if it's help, she light skin. Yeah. Huh. So shade, like no shade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they all are very successful business owners and yeah. they own property. And 
They're married to show you. Money. Does not make the world go round. Yeah. So, sorry, y'all. Um, so the other show I've been watching this a lot is Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I've been watching Miami too, but Atlanta has been really kind of fun because of all the New York people on there. But one thing specifically I want to talk about this week was how like I feel like this show is really touching on a lot of um emotional topics for them. And I think the pandemic has kind of brought a lot of that out because people are forced to stay at home and like reconsider a lot of stuff. And so if you've been watching it, like you've noticed that a lot of the couples are kind of heading towards divorce. Um, and I know that's pretty common on a lot of these reality shows, but I believe that love and hip hop, and I don't know about all the franchises, but at least Atlanta, the people who have been married on there before the show have stayed married throughout the show like there have been some people in there who've gotten engaged and married on the show whatever um but it's it's pretty good but this thing I don't know it was just really sad this week a lot of crying like Safari was crying talking about you know um potentially going through a divorce with his wife Erica Mena he was like you know I really just don't want her to take you know keep me from seeing my kids and he actually started to like you can his voice cracked he had that, you know, that voice where he kind of breaks his baritone a little bit. And he's like, you can really hear the fear in his voice. So that you know, there is some truth behind whatever it is is going on behind closed doors. But you also know it's a TV show. So it's like some stuff is spruced up. But just to hear him be so like vulnerable on air and talk about like, I really don't I really don't care what happens with us because now it's like beyond we have two kids to worry about. So I thought that was really sweet. And um, and also hearing Erica Mena talk about like the struggles that she's going through with being like a mom and being pregnant and then having a having a toddler and then having such a high risk pregnancy um, and how her husband Safari is just kind of like not present. And I think that it kind of goes it's a little bit more than that. I think that there is a lot of it's just it's a very common thing for young fathers to get they just they don't they don't get a like they get a period but they don't realize they get a period to like kind of get themselves acclimated to being a dad they just kind of know that the baby ain't here then the baby is here that it's like you got stuff to do and so I think that that could be a really good lesson for them for a lot of young men like you really have to give yourself a transitional period into fatherhood because it's big for y'all too. And y'all, a lot of men out here just thinking, oh, it's just a woman pregnant. Oh, we about to have a baby, yada, yada, da. But there's a lot of things that go into it. And I think that it's a good learning experience for them and for anybody else watching who thinking like having kids is just fun because you can afford them, but it's not. So I think they're touching on some really hot, really good topics on these shows. Um, Albeit they don't always present them in the best way, but I say keep doing it. I'm really trying to support Black TV. That's not, um, that's just not, uh, what's it called? I want to support Black reality TV because I, I like reality TV, but I don't care much about like all those Tyler Perry shows. Like, I just don't think that they're good. So I'm just going to watch what I like. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got for reality TV with Nikki. Oh.
Oh, wait, wait, wait. I did have something to say. Of course. Yeah, you can always. Okay, so like you were saying how they're touching on a good topic with um, the babies and stuff. When you said, uh, dang, okay, I forgot, but I know what I want to say. Uh, like having a baby when you can afford it. Also having a baby to think that it's going to bring up together. Mm-hmm. Like if their marriage was not good, and then, okay, well, we're going to have this baby and maybe the, that this will make us, you know, this will bring us together, even though they already had a kid. But, you know, just for other relationships. Okay, well, maybe if th- that'll make them stay or that'll make him want to do more for this baby or something like that. Yeah. It also shows that having another baby is not going to change the problems that you already have if that was never fixed. Yeah. So. Right. And I think she came out, I think Erica Mena came out and said that, you know, she thought this baby was going to bring them closer. I don't know how she thought that was possible. Really sad. I'm praying for them. I'm praying that they can, you know, co-parent and move on in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise it's getting kind of like getting a little slim. I don't know how I don't I don't know. Yeah. Same, y'all. It's just I don't get the anybody who thinks that a baby's gonna like <laughs> bring joy into your life. They do, but not in the way that they think they will. Like it's yeah. not gonna bring the type of joy. It's not gonna like it's not a problem solver. Babies are problem makers. And not that's not always a bad thing, but like if like Lily said, like if you're in a relationship and your relationship was not strong before a baby, oh, that baby's gonna break your relationship. And mm. it, it can it can put it back together too, but it's definitely gonna break it first. So you know, it's what they Dang. do. Yeah, it's what they do. Um, okay, so what is you trying to talk about these second pants i just got a prop not really about i'm not trying to give them no clout i'm just saying how ironic that not too long ago we were criminalizing people who wore saggy pants or who wore pants that showed you know and i guess we can just kind of keep going into it but not too long ago yeah let's start it introduce the topic Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we're talking about these Balenciaga sweatpants, y'all. And I don't know if you've seen it. You have, you've probably seen it. It's out there. And if you can't, just Google it. Um, but Balenciaga put out these sweatpants that that had, like, they were sagging sweatpants, but they had, like, these uh, flannel underwear, uh, you know, attached to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just look like you sagging and you can see your drawers. Thank- that's the pants. Right. They look like some regular pants that probably fit good, but it's an it's sweatpants and attached to the sweatpants is like a little bit of boxer design. Shot. Yeah. So it so, looks like sagging. Yeah, it looks like you sagging. I did and then they slapped a you know twelve hundred dollar price tag on it. So <laughs> I just what? find it ironic that we were just just years ago, you know crucifying people and labeling folks for whose pants who's chose to wear their pants like that we're putting labels on them talking about some that's how they knew in jail that they was down with the get that like all these things and now uh, Balenciaga or right yeah it was a 
yeah racial profiling all of that all of that y'all made it seem like sagging pants was like the initiation into like gang culture like it was all of that all of that and now now years later it's cute never mind it's high fashion it's high fashion no miss me with that balenciaga all the way all you're trying to do is profit off of black people like y'all always do balenciaga and all these other late uh, major designers or major labels luxury mm-hmm. designers who just want to once again profit off of black people because you that's cultural there you go yep i was gonna say that's cultural appropriation at its finest but you know what the problem is? They're going to wear them. You got, and you're going to have Black people who still going to support Balenciaga. Yeah. And just like they support all these other culture vultures, going to their little New York fashion weeks. Yeah. Pre- celebrating these white designers. Yeah. And they keep doing it. So, yeah, Balenciaga is making $1,200 off of something that Black people been doing for decades. For and free. Yeah. It's just whack. They can they can go on. And they ugly anyway. That's the other thing. They They're ugly. ugly. They ugly. They ugly. Like, if y'all would have made them joggers, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they just so wide leg. They some wide leg cotton sweatpants with balenciaga on a tag and like some some flannel draws that's like attached to the t- y'all it's so stupid it's so stupid it's like major eye roll the hardest eye roll i can give that's what i give that but right and all they gonna probably do because they under fire for it's a lot of articles about the backlash they facing yeah however if y'all ain't gonna boycott these people and hit them in their pockets they ain't gonna do nothing but issue a little apology yeah. Oh, you know, we're trying to actually bring attention to black culture or some chatty excuse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but work. So we're gonna really get into that a little bit more about uh, you know black lives matter for real, because that's mm-hmm. really what it boils down to. Do Black Lives Still Matter? That's going to be our serious topic tonight. But before we get into it, we have a what would you do? So listen to this, y'all. This is going around social media, okay? It's a conversation between a baby daddy and his baby mama. <clears throat> I'm going to do the baby daddy in a man voice and the baby mama in a lady voice. I just told my son to get on the game so we can play Call of Duty. And he said, you took it. They texting. Yeah. Why? Because he wouldn't let his brothers play with him. It's his game. He doesn't have to let them play with it. In this house, we share. So, yeah, he do. That's crazy. Because you got four kids and none of them share the same daddy. Get my son back his game so we can play by rich who wrong what y'all think about that what would you do the daddy is definitely wrong um i don't know how however 
I don't know how other people was raised, but how granny told us, you don't got half slip. You don't got half siblings. It don't matter if your daddy, you don't got the same daddy, same mom, you know, y'all siblings. You share, you take turns. That's just common sense. I mean, I just thought everybody knew that. Sharon is Karen. Is that not a phrase anymore? <laughs> it is a <laughs> phrase. <laughs> what you think, Nikki? Who wrong? So I saw this and I kind of, I feel the dead. I feel both of them because kids test moms in ways that they don't test their dads. Um, and I'm and it's it's quite possible that the little boy did something that warranted his game being taken. And I don't remember if it was said what he did. He wouldn't let his brothers play. He wouldn't share. So she took the game because he wouldn't share. Yeah, no. See, I'm also trying to be I'm I'm leaning more on the your kid doesn't have to share everything. Now, I would need some more context. But if it's his, if his daddy bought that for him and it's a way that he play, get, you know, spends time with his father, then just let it be. And his, his brothers can play with something else. It just, I just don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I just think that the scenario could have been played out a little bit differently. And I don't think there's a right or wrong. Yeah, see, you know, I'm like, I can see both sides too. I believe in sharing. Especially in we, if we in the same household, you know, I was raised to share. Sometimes I understand you got your special, your special stuff. So, for example, me and Aaliyah, our mama got us our own Wii game. But we would play the Wii together. Yeah. But she got us our own. But we would, you know, so... Um, I get the whole idea of sharing because brother also could have just been a butthole like, oh, it's my game. I don't have to share with you. Yeah. And it's like, it's really like, you know, if you're trying to raise your kids to have good values, why would you raise a selfish child? Why would you try to raise a child who didn't want to share? Because the fact of the matter is, yeah, you can claim ownership of some stuff, but well, you she know. didn't say that the child, I mean, maybe he can, maybe he shares sometimes. He's just not sharing this time. Right. And that's why she took his game. Yeah. And he's going to say, that's crazy because you got four kids and none of them share the same daddy. That was ignorant because they share the same mama and they share the same house. I don't know what the hell he was talking about with that one. That was so rude. Yeah. If you, if you want this boy, the, the thing is. If you got a game for him at your house, then yeah, you run the rules at your house, but you ain't running nothing at my house. And yeah. ain't nothing, if I'm paying the bills at my house, ain't nothing needs belong to no little kid, whether you bought the video game or not. Mm. He wouldn't play in the game if I ain't paid the electric bill. So I can do whatever I want to do. He just, it could have been handled better for sure. He ain't have to get ignorant with it. Because yeah. I feel it. I'm teaching my kids to share. Yeah. yeah. Lily, what you think? <laughs> she told us. I know I meant like anything extra. 
Uh, yeah, um, I still stand on what He's I said. Okay. The, the guy, uh, he's definitely in the wrong to me. I don't think, especially since she's the one raising it. Like, you know, apparently that's his main household. Well, that's from what I can infer. That's his main household. So if he's there 99% of the time, and let's just say he don't share, and this is like she's fed up, so she took the game. That Okay, if that's how you bond with your dad, that's also how you could bond with your siblings. Mm, right. So why not? Why not share? What is that? What is a hour or 30 minutes going to do when you can be on your game the whole rest of the day? You could be on, on the game with your daddy another time. This time you're going to share. Yeah. And that's that. That would be me. <laughs> yeah that's crazy all right then well we've it's time for our serious topic um some context you know 2020 is 2021 now 2020 was the year where we were finally big on Black Lives Matter. Finally, the athletes were allowed to say Black Lives Matter and kneel on the field if they want to without being fine. They had their little commercials and infomercials about how Black Lives Matter. People were marching in the streets. Joe Biden said, you know, if you ain't, you ain't Black, if you don't vote for him. It was like, okay, Black people, we out here, you know, all these indictments about these police officers um, committing these crimes against Black people. And now here we go in 2021. And where is that same energy? Now, I don't see anything about Black Lives Matter. I see everything about vaccines and COVID. I don't see nothing about Black Lives Matter. I don't know anything that Joe Biden have done to directly benefit Black people. Um, no protests. But even so, Black people are still being killed by the police. Black people we are still being harassed by the Karens. Black people are still in jail disproportionately, suffering from all the isms that we've been suffering from. So do Black lives still matter or is it just unpopular now? On to the next. It's, it's just another topic for people to talk about. And it comes up when things are hot and when things, when something else is hot, it dies down and gets pushed to the back burner. Like it's just not hot enough right now. And that's sad. And I'd say hot enough just for like society as a whole. It's always hot for us. It's always a topic for us, but it's just not, I think it's, I think it's just another news topic for a lot of these people. Yeah. What I can say um, with being back in school and at work, um, in school, it is more easier to, it's more easier, that doesn't sound like good grammar. It is easier to, uh, it's easier to talk about, is that how you say? Like, yeah. that's the main topic that we're learning in English. I also think it could be the teacher that I have as well, but also even when we came back to school in like, you know, the spring, it we were talking about it at least. And that's more than what was happening before, prior to 2020, when we were in school, well, prior to the pandemic, let's say. So I can't say that is good. 
you know. That's a good point too that you bring up because I could even say in my school community, um, we're definitely having more conversations about race than we've had before and more conversations about equity and what equity should look like in the school. And it feels, one thing is, you know, especially with this legislature passing and um, like in Texas and then some of these Southern states where they're making it illegal to talk about racial issues and to talk about civil rights. It does make me feel good that in my community, they've basically already said, you know, we're gonna continue to still have these conversations, even if it makes some people unhappy, even if it makes some people uncomfortable, diversity, inclusion, equity, that's important here. And therefore, you know, if we got to put out a little disgruntled parent or a disgruntled board member or somebody in the community, then by all means, if we're committed to the mission, which I am, like you said, Nikki, not everybody is committed to the mission because it's not trendy. But if you're really committed to the mission, then you know, that's just a consequence that has to happen. So some people were talking about the Met, the Met Gala yeah. and the lack of Black designers. Mm -hmm. And this, this part, this uh, celebrity, Bevy Smith, actually tweeted and said, Black people with access have become far too staid and safe we know how to do too much, be extravagant. But then it's deemed ghetto, mm -hmm. like saggy pants and do-rags and bonnets until fashion so-called finds it. Yeah. And why no American Black designers? This is how you can tell that Black Lives Matter support was performative. Because if it was 2020, you would have had all types of Black designers on the red carpet. Yeah. So, so um, Joy Reid, how about you say something about celebrities using their platform for that versus your little vaccine shaming? Yeah. I did read something else that did show that there were, there was, I mean, obviously there were people who had on black designers at the Met Gala, but I think the point that people are trying to make it be like, if you're really trying to make a statement here, whoever these people are that puts on these big events like award shows and galas and all that stuff. You're really trying to make a big statement here. If you really care about the culture, then like you get, you get, you get, they give these themes every year. Why can't a theme be black designers, black excellence, something that celebrates the black culture versus y'all just give it slapping on some weird title for it and you know it just yeah it just seems half-ass and what gets me to is you know i really don't expect i don't expect a white person to stand up for it the way that i believe a black person should stand up for it and so for all of these black celebrities you know Y'all talk about black excellence all the time. You got Diddy and Jay-Z and all of them talking about black excellence. And yet 
how about y'all start publicizing black designers and you know any black person why don't y'all actually go out there and support black businesses as publicly as you support yourself and your musicians there are other people out there who matter who you could say something about besides just tooting your own horn so yeah I because agree. even there were black designers at the Met Gala who were they yeah, I did see an article on BuzzFeed. I read one earlier. Um, and let me, just, let me just do my due diligence. So. This, and who wore their clothing? All right. So, uh, well, on. Before we get into that, there's this man named Lewis Hamilton. Um, he paid 60, 000, over 60,000 euros for young Black designers to attend um, the Met Gala. So that was cool. But let's see. That's honestly, that's the biggest. There it is. That's the biggest story regarding Black designers. But then here we go with the Black designers and who were what. So... The main one I kept seeing all the time is this man. Well, Shakari Richardson wore somebody named Theophilio, who is a black designer. He's a Jamaican designer, Jamaican Gone, designer. Um, and then he dressed um, Shakari. He dressed Edvin Thompson, this boy, somebody named, and then Alton Mason, he dressed people who I have no idea who they are, but all mm -hmm. these people were dressed by this guy. Uh, then Alexandria, or OAC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she wore Brother Velas, another Black designer. Her dress said, tax the rich. I liked it too. That mug yeah. was tight. Yeah. Uh, Kiki Palmer wore Sergio Hudson. Um, and that's how you know some of these people are a little bit more established because they're not even giving more details about a lot of these people. So Sergio Hurston Hudson also uh, dressed Megan Rampano. I don't know who she is. It's some white lady. Um, looks like an American flag, though. Christopher John Rogers, I think he's the guy who designed the stuff for Target. Somebody named an Asian woman, Eva Chen, she wore his design. Uh, he also dressed Jordan Alexander, another girl who I don't know who that is. Like these people, I don't even know who they are. Like who y'all? Yeah. Exactly my point. Who did um, Rihanna wear? You ain't got to really answer Yeah, that. like some people who I don't know. These are people, I, I have no idea who these folks are. So Kaylani, she was, yeah, she had a black designer, Jason Rembert, Rembert. So they were, they were there, but overall majority was not, if you feel me. Right. And it so. was, it don't sound like it was too many big name people. No, the it people, wasn't. The big, the people that you listed who I recognized are people who, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Like Kiki Palmer, she down for the cause. It don't surprise me she wore a black designer. Kalani, it don't surprise me she wore a black designer. I think it's tight. Shikari was there yeah. and found a black designer. Yeah. 
I so agree. I agree. You know, it's just sad. You know, we have to keep that same energy. It has to be Black Lives Matter 24-7. It can't just be always oh, trendy and it's popular. And that's when we want to talk about it. And that's what we want it when we want to support it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really looking forward to the day that us Black people really come together and we start hitting these companies in their pockets and stop promoting these businesses who really don't care about Black lives and who invest in politicians who don't care about Black lives either. But it's coming. Yeah. Even um, another thing that was popularized and I haven't really heard anything else about when you said these businesses black owned businesses you know promoting them was really big during black lives matter but now even like every black designer had black owned business in their bio now that you know right now with homecoming season look coming up i haven't even seen any and they must have took it out because it was in there but like it's not there no more mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of um and i haven't really been seeing people promoting it as much like oh I'm black owned shop with me because I'm black owned it's just not that anymore like like people trying to kind of hide it maybe you might have some people who are trying to hide that they have a black owned business so there is an issue with especially like social media and being a black owned business if you add it, so they give you the option of adding it to your bio label. So it's just slapped on there automatically. That's like an IG thing. However, a lot of people are being blacklisted when they put that in their hashtags or their bios or stuff gets hidden. It doesn't get put up, you know, in the algorithm correctly. So a lot of people are trying to like steer clear of that. But we also want y'all to support Black businesses without us always having to say, support me, I'm a Black business owner, and that's why I think you should support me. Now, I don't want nobody to support me just because I'm a Black business owner, because if you don't really, one, appreciate my services or my product or something, like, I feel like you just, just do it genuinely, or, and there's other ways you can support me without actually patronizing my business. So, there's, like, this weird, there's this weird thing going on with it, but... It's definitely died down and people definitely have more excuses why they shouldn't be supporting black businesses over why they should be. Hot mess. Look, I walked into a um, black home business the other day. I really was trying to get to go this cheesecake shop, but they were closed. So I went to this health smoothie place. Man, these people, they smoothies. Now they did have big cups. The mug was like probably a small was probably 10 maybe 16 ounces that mug was eight dollars for a small smoothie but at the same time i support black owned businesses it was healthy and you know that health stuff be a little bit it's going to be more money than going to a white owned franchise like tropical smoothie or smoothie king so shoot i went ahead and bought it and it was good too. And I they and I think they put additional add-ins in there automatically versus charging you extra for it. Yeah. I was just about to say, like, I like I I run a business that has a lot of upfront costs. So I understand like everything counts. And since COVID, yes, things there are in there's inflation because if you're especially most of these businesses, they get stuff from overseas. The stuff isn't the prices are inflated now. Business practices are different. So like 
business owners have to pay more out of their pocket for little things that they've never had to pay, that they didn't have to pay as much for. So like it happened, it's happening to small businesses, not small, it's happening to black businesses, just like, and it's and the same thing is happening to white businesses. The only thing is that a lot of these black businesses are on a smaller scale. So their stuff is way more out front and, you know, it's just kind of like out there. And it's like, how dare you, you this small business when really people expect and, and, and are okay with paying more for a bigger, a bigger brand when really it's like, it's, I mean, it's really just down to a personal choice, but I just, you know, I, I said it to say you got a lot of people who throw shade on black businesses because of the prices. And at the end of the day, I do feel like, you know, if you're trying to support black owned businesses, if you're willing to spend $500 on some Gucci and, you know, going in debt for all this designer stuff, why wouldn't you spend a couple extra dollars to support a black owned business? and keep them afloat i agree so i agree black lives still matter black businesses still matter whether it's popular or not and we can't forget it if we want real change i'm tired of black people complaining about racism but then you complaining about black people and you're not you tearing black people down. You tearing everything down. You just negative. You gotta mm-hmm. come up. You gotta we gotta come up with a solution and stick with it. Yeah. Another thing I would like to add when you said uh, black people turn black people down. Uh, I know with um, my friend Elisha, she doing nails. Like they'll support her, and then like say something that goes wrong. Say if you went to a Chinese shop, and um, I don't know. You chip your nail. It's your fault, but you go back in and you have them fix it. But if a Black-owned business or a Black person does it, this is why I don't shop with Black people. This is why I don't do anything with Black people. And this is why Black people are so unprofessional. They go, the first thing is, the first thing that is said is, this is why I don't shop with Black people. But if it would have happened at the regular chop shop, you would have what would you have you wouldn't have said you would just oh can you please fix this for me you would have had no problem with it but since it's black owned and you know whatever you gotta go all in right that's a good point too i'm never gonna shop at a black owned business but like you said y'all used to the asian people treating you any kind of way talking about you in their language you know, sometimes they stuff ain't as clean and you give them chance after chance. By the way, Elijah is a very, very, very talented nail tech, young girl, teenager, killing the game. You want to shout out her Instagram so people can check it out? Um, it's nail.cartel on Instagram. Yeah, that's what it is. Or it might be nail dot cartel underscore but well, it's nail- show notes. okay hashtag bbs black business spotlight so black lives matter all right then well that's anything to add about the serious topic nothing for me i just think it's 
an ongoing thing of they stealing our shit and calling it theirs. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, court, outdated practices this week. Yeah, so y'all know we've been talking about what are some of the the outdated practices that have been going on time and time again that now it's time to change. And it's been a lot, a lot of conversation about these dress codes now. Lily, how about you tell us about the dress code situation? Okay, first we'll start with the dress code at my school. So let's talk about the boys first. The boys, mm, no sag, no sagging, uh, no t-shirts with provocative stuff on them. That's it. They can have their shirts off in gym. Um, they can wear whatever they want. They can take their shirts off in gym class? They can have their shirts off in gym class. Um, yeah, they get to do whatever. <laughs> But the girls dress code, no shoulders out. If you have your shoulders out, the straps must be three fingers with length. Your dress, if you have a dress or skirt on, must come down, you know, fingertip rule, of course, uh, or three inches above the knee. Uh, no cleavage, no back out. No, you're not supposed to wear leggings unless you have a long shirt to cover your butt. Um, there's way more, but those are the main things that I can remember. So they're, they weren't, they're not being very strict on it right now, probably just because they have so much stuff going on at the school. There has been, okay, I'm not going to get off topic, but yeah. There's so much stuff going on at the school that they probably haven't even had time to focus on the dress code, but I'm sure they're going to get on it soon. Because I've been seeing a lot of in, uh, what they would call inappropriate things. But yeah, it definitely needs to be changed. And I feel like dress codes, especially in predominantly Black schools or people, schools that have a lot of people of color, let's say like that. Uh, it definitely needs to be changed. They target black women. Dress codes definitely target black women because of our body shapes. And that's something that's way out of our control. Uh, a white skinny girl or a skinny girl, let's just say a skinny girl, can wear shorts and a t-shirt and say a shorts and a big t-shirt and they'll be fine. They won't say a word to them, but when I wear it or someone who has more of a voluptuous body wears that they're immediately dress coded sent to the office so we'll take my friend for example she wore shorts and like a I mean it wasn't really a crop top but it came like right to her waist um shorts and a shirt like that as soon as we walked into the school the lady came out of from her desk came out of the main office stopped us it's like nope nope we're not doing that today nope nope come with me do you have a do you have a handbook do you need to read the dress code because this is unacceptable this is unacceptable she's like okay she literally has sweatpants in her hand 
because she knew it was a chance that she could get dress code in. She's like, this is unacceptable. She's like, okay, well, I can go and change into this. Nope, nope, come with me, come with me. This is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you thought you could come to school like this. So she went into the office and then like, uh, she had to wait for the principal, which is a male principal to come and look at her and see if that was appropriate. So she stood in front of the principal at his desk and had to see if he said that was appropriate or not. So, and she said that made her feel very uncomfortable. And if she would have, if they would have sent to call her mom, she definitely would have, you know, hit her, if, if they had to, like she would have had her mom come up to the school and say something because she felt very uncomfortable in that moment. And I can understand. And I'm sure she's yeah. not the only person that's happened to. That sounds extremely, that's, that's weird stuff right there. That's strange. You know, I have a woman flagging me down about my outfit only to put me in front of a man for him to appraise whether or not what I'm wearing is appropriate. That's a hot mess. Yeah. So it's a lot of conversation about, you know, the dress codes, like Aaliyah said, being, you know, racist, because you do have, if a white girl goes in there with her little flat booty and she wearing some leggings, it's not going to draw as much attention as a nice shapely black girl or person of color um, who might have some leggings. But uh, in the other sense, people are also talking about it being sexist because because of the the boys. Mm-hmm. And if you could see the boys also agree that the dress code is sexist i mean me and courtney have actually talked about this recently they see us outside of school they see us outside of school in bathing suits in the shortest of shorts the tightest of dresses and okay maybe they're gonna look but every it's gonna they're gonna look at anything that i wear anything when i went to madison I was getting dress coded in a uniform that everybody had on. Yeah. So it's like, what can I do? That's, what can I do? I can make anything look inappropriate if that's the case. But yeah, um, the boys really do agree that it's sexist because they like, okay, we don't care what they got on. We see them, we seen them in this outfit before. It didn't, it wasn't nothing, no big deal to me. I've seen them in way less, like at pool parties or anything. So a lot of people are definitely talking about it. Uh, an eighth grader down here in Georgia, she even made the news because she's challenging her school dress code. So um, according to New York, the New York Times, this girl was cited for wearing ripped jeans yep. on the first day of school. And so she decided to actually lead a protest because she says a dress code unfairly targets girls. She's at a school in Cobb County and the teacher made her line up with other students and they literally spent time, spent learning time measuring the rip in their jeans. Um, And this is before school even started. So what they started doing in their protest was 
um, the students started wearing t-shirts that's denouncing the dress code as either sexist, racist, or classes and she said the same thing like you Lily you know in school they think the boys are just drooling over our shoulders and our thighs but they aren't and they don't care and even if they do it ain't they for that's the guy's fault so it it, it it does beg the question of who really is it if you think about it it's this administration administration is writing the dress writing the handbook and coming up with a dress code so who really is out here sexualizing the kids? It's the teachers. Because the they're the, the, te the teachers are the ones who determine if it's inappropriate or not. But who are you to tell me if it's inappropriate? That means that you were looking at me in a way that made you think that it was inappropriate. So you were looking at me in an inappropriate way. That's exactly so, where I was going with that. That's exactly can, the thought I had. That's been considered harassment. Yeah. If anything. Yeah, that's my same takeaway with it too. It's like one, things aren't sexual until someone makes it sexual, right? These girls aren't walking around with their titties out saying like, you know, look at me and my whatever, whatever. I got my booty out at school. That's not what's happening. These kids aren't coming to school naked. And if I, if I, if, if I just, if I just have any sense of just like hope, I also don't think these kids, boys or girls, are coming to school. I don't even like to use the word inappropriate. This is high school we're talking about. So, like, it's a different level from, like, elementary school from what I'm used to. So, like, I think there's a little bit of grace period. Yes, there's always been an issue with the boys versus girls in the dress code. This ain't even the, I remember this being big when I was in school because I was one of them girls who had a body where things just looked differently on me. I wasn't, I could wear baggy sweatpants and still the drink on jiggle. Like, it's just kind of how mm -hmm. it is for some people. So like, it's a, it's an unfair historically, like it's a historically, it's an unfair like debate. And yeah. honestly, unless somebody puts their foot down about it, unless some school district or admin, you know, recognizes the privilege that boys have in this situation, it's never going to change. Yes. The girls can protests and do all that stuff. I have been one of those girls who have protested over for dress codes when I was in school. I protested a lot in high school, actually, um, and in college. But nothing's going to happen unless the rules are changed. So I say keep, on, on the flip side of that, I say keep doing what you're doing because you can change somebody's minds, but just keep knowing that it's an ongoing thing. The other part is like, yeah, this little girl should have, your friend should have had the, uh, the choice to call her mama and let her know, yo, I don't like how they handling me right now with this, with these clothes. I don't like that. I have to stand here and be judged by this man, be looked at to, for him to decide if I look too sexual or not. That's a, that's a perspective thing. That's not, mm -hmm. you can't be biased. People can't be biased in that. He's not going to be biased in that. He, we're asking this principal for his opinion on if her outfit provides a feeling or a sensation in people that she needs to be in control of. She don't, we don't control how our, what how feeling our bodies give to other people. Mm -hmm. That's not that's that's not a girl's responsibility. All right. And that also goes. You can go deeper with it and talk about victim blaming. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And 
okay, well, if that's the case, it goes down to, okay, well, she was wearing this, so she wanted it. No. Mm, yeah. No. She, she had on this outfit, so she wanted me to look at her. No. Yeah. And that's literally not the case at all. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So. Do you think, so what do you think? Do you think that the dress code needs to be modified? Do you think that the dress code needs to be completely abolished? What's your opinion on it? Yes. I think so the dress code, I think the dress code should be completely abolished. I mean, of course, you know, there's things that people have common sense not to do. Like, I'm not going to come to school in a bathing suit because this is not the place to wear a bathing suit. I'm going to come to school in, you know, regular clothes if I feel like that's that's that and you and the, the teachers who are doing these evaluations or whatever need to be addressed and need to be reevaluated because if you're looking at me like that way you should not be working in a school with children yeah with you shouldn't if that's how you're looking at me you should not be a, an administrator a teacher a hall a hall monitor guidance counselor anybody who is in a position to tell me that I need to go home because I am inappropriately dressed. And that interferes with learning as well. Yeah. To send me I home because you. of what I have on, because it could, because it could distract others. I agree with you, but I do want you to think about this too. Could the dress code be in place to protect students to a certain extent? Because just realistically, you shouldn't be a teacher if you're looking at and sexualizing kids, but you do have people who become teachers just so that they can prey on kids, especially, you know, in high school. I don't I think that takes away the responsibility and accountability on the uh, on the people who are who are who are who are um, what's the word who are. What's the word I'm in looking charge, for? Leadership. Not in charge. Just I'm saying. You said you think. You say is it possible that dress codes are put in place to keep keep people protected? But I'm saying like, it's still not up to the per. It's still not up to. I'm just going to use. It's still not up to us to dress a certain way to keep ourselves protected. It's up to the other person who's trying to harm me or sexualize me to control themselves. The dress code. <laughs> We don't need to be a dress code. We need to be a code, something else, some other type of code for like mind your business and stop being a perv. Like it's a not about what like yeah, definitely. It's not about what people are wearing. And Lily, just to be fair, when I was working in a, in the school, I was one of those teachers that got hounded all the time about what I wore. Mind you, I was half the, the first year I was wearing regular stuff. Stuff that, I, you know, I just normally have. And they confronted me about it like, oh, you know, you know, can don't, you know, you can't wear certain things because of your body type or whatever. They said it in the most, you know, PC kind of way. And I told them straight up, you buy me some clothes because. Right. Exactly. Are you going shopping for me? And then the second time around, it was more so like. um I was, this is after I've had like the second time around where it happened a lot. It was after I had Abby and my body was, it was there. Titties were there, you know, they, they were there. And it, I had the vice principal 
the dean come up to me in the front lobby of the school and like clasp my my dress together because she thought that it showed too much. That's, she put her hands on my body, a grown woman, and told me that I need. I'm sorry. It, I've had a teacher come. I've had this has happened multiple times. Come up to me and pull my skirt or my dress down. Yeah. To make it, you know, touch my knees or something. Completely like, inappropriate. Inappropriate. So, like, it's definitely on both sides. Yes, you do have what you're saying is 100% factual. I've been on it on both sides as a student and the teacher. Um, so I, I really, mm, I say y'all keep fighting it. Yeah, I don't yeah. listen when somebody tell me to do something. I'll do it right in front of them, and then whatever. Or, you know what they don't like? Give it back to them. You know what? Your pants are your 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 suit pants are creating a bulge there and it's making me feel really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. i can see your print i can see your nipples counselor like there you give it back to them and you may have to have a conversation with your mama first to let her know that hey all right she already know okay well yeah and i would be i was the kid who was willing to take the l i I was willing to take the l to to set a teacher straight because just because I'm a teenager doesn't mean you have the right to disrespect me in any way. Just because you're an administrator doesn't mean you have the right to disrespect students in any way. And it gives them, no, they think that's power and it's not. So I say, keep telling them to fuck off. Yeah. And it's definitely outdated because at the end of the day, you know, as a student, you come to school to learn. And for you to be harassing me about what I'm wearing every day, you waste the time that I could be learning. I don't ever, I'm at a uniform school. And if I had a kid coming to school and they out of uniform, I'm not wasting my time trying to track down the uniform for them to wear. No. Because there's a reason why they don't have the, it's a reason why they don't have the uniform on. Well. So the dress code. Yeah outdated practice it definitely needs to be looked at we need to talk about the fact that it is sexist it's racist we can talk about it being classes because if you can't afford a uniform you yeah. can't afford a uniform yeah or so it definitely needs to be looked at and guess what we even got the teenage perspective tonight so yeah. there you go all right look at you that was good lily that's one topic that i really do know about being that i wrote a paper on it and really researched it so and i'm also a student in school who has to abide by a dress code right you've been getting dress code since you was like in school Lily, too, would have made me, now I'm just sitting here thinking about that. My dress codes even go further than, like, your clothing. They go for your hair, too, your accessories, your shoes. So I remember I used to wear my wraps, y'all. I used to wrap my, I used to wear my wraps at school. I used to have my cute little things on my head or whatever. Oh, my gosh, you wear that to school? Why? What? You can't wear head wraps to school now? We can wear, they've made a dress, they've, they just added this to the dress code when we became freshmen. We can wear hats, do-rags, bonnets, and scarves. You like, can? We can. Okay. That's tight. That's tight. I'm not, 
Um, I don't see a lot of people doing it, but like every occasion I will see somebody come in with a scarf on or a bonnet. Do rocks were very popular in freshman year. It really do go back to though um giving people choice. Yeah. Yeah. When you tell people you can either do this or you can do this, yeah, you can't wear this, mm-hmm. you know. Now people are like, well, I may be willing to push those boundaries. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you did abolish the dress code, like you said, you have a lot of people who will use their common sense and just still wear stuff that is appropriate for school. Now, if you go into school and you're showing too much, like showing too much, literally like you acting like you about to go to the club, yeah. that's a completely different story. But in the I do feel like, you know, most people are going to make that situation. Most people are going to make the decision to wear something appropriate. And that also will bring about responsibility because not in every place you're going to have rules to or a dress code to abide by. It will give you the opportunity to um, be able to make the decision for yourself. Okay, is this really appropriate for the occasion so versus no you can't I don't care if you did think that was appropriate it's not yeah yeah it will put the responsibility back onto you know the person right give people the choice at the end of the day this is supposed to be a free country that seems to be the issue nowadays people just lacking in choices and especially y'all got to talk about abortion yeah we talked about it last week it's it's for me it's just one of those things where it's happened fight it they can be these things can be overturned things like this have been overturned before things worse than this have been overturned before so just keep fighting it um and Stop letting these men think that they have the power to make decisions about women and girls' bodies. Yes, definitely. Stop voting these men in office. Stop voting these men in office. Why y'all let these? Why are these the men in office? But then at the same time, because they're the ones who have the resources and the access to even run in office, which is a completely different story in itself. So it's Mm -hmm. it's all the same because to me, I'm sitting here like. Why are we still talking about abortion when it's a hell of a lot of other more important things that we could be talking about? You got kids who are still living in poverty and who are hungry. You got a a high homeless population. I don't care about what Becky want to do with her womb, if she want to have her baby or not. That ain't my business. Like, who cares? And And if you're so pro, if you are so pro-life, are you pro-gun control? You know they're not. <laughs> okay, are, are you pro-Black Lives Matter? You know they're not. Like, come on. What about these it's, kids at the border? It's, who still, don't have, their, who still don't have their families. Right, exactly. They pro-telling people what to do. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have anything to do with life. Honestly, though, if you really think about it, think about it. You can't have an abortion. You got to bring these unwanted babies into the world. 
with 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 very little resources. Where do but where do where do they go? They go in foster care yeah. where they can be exploited. Prisons. They're adopted where you can make a lot of money off of them. Sex trafficking is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That pedo, it's a real that pedophilia ring. That's a real thing out here. Yeah. You know what's happening to those all them kids, like you said at the border. Thousands of kids disappear. No trace of where they even at. Do are you really pro life? Yeah. Or pro exploiting people's lives? Control. It's all about control. Man, y'all, I got an audacity for y'all this week. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it short though. It has to do with this one little boy in my class or whatever. Love a little boy to death, but the little boy be trying to, you know, he kind of tried to act up. He tried to be the class clown. And I have to tell my kids, you know, y'all can't afford to be out here being the class clown, okay? This little boy can't spell. I had my I had my fiance helping me grade papers. And it was like just a list of like a math review. And the whole thing was marked wrong. It was so bad that he just busted out laughing, cracking up in the most hysterical laugh that, you know, he, you don't never see this dude laugh like this, but that's how bad this paper was. The little boy can't spell. He don't put vowels in none of his words. Okay. You in the second grade, you seven years old. No vowels, no vowels. I'll be writing this papers. And so just like in kindergarten, I'll be like, okay, tell me about what you wrote. And then you transcribe it and write it. That's what I'll be having to do. So one day you, the little boy, he asked for something, but he blurted it out. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm a firm teacher. You got to follow my rules. So you blurting something out. The answer is no. You better raise your hand like everybody else. So he must have got mad because he didn't get to, um, he didn't get what he wanted. So this little boy wrote ass on his morning work. A-S-S. Can't spell nothing else. But you got the audacity to write the word ass on your morning work that you ain't even finished all the other problems. That's probably the only thing you got right on your paper is how to spell that word. So I called it y'all, sent him to talk to the counselor. Didn't even know after he talked to the counselor, he talked to the principal. This little boy come back to my class and got the audacity now to write ass on his hand. He can't even stop. You just the ass man for the day. Audacity. So y'all, I'm like, okay, finally I'm calling your mama. Guess why he told his mama he did it? Hmm. Why? Because you ain't answered. No, because it was easy to spell. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. I wanted to thump him in his forehead so bad. Like Kendor is working. (laughs) Man, that mug was so funny. Like the audacity, little boy, do better. Yeah, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Lily, did you have an audacity? Um, 
No, I'm gonna say no. That's okay. okay. We don't you we don't usually both have one the same week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, court. The questions that need answered. Is the shade room being oh, is the shade room against black people? What makes you what 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 brought that question up? Me and my sister were talking about it. It kind of, it came up in our conversation hmm. because if you, I, I subscribe to the shade room. I follow the shade room on Instagram. Uh, and I will say it's a lot of posts on the shade room that I like. I get exposed to different types of knowledge from the shade room. I'm a honest. However, one thing that I noticed that the shade room does is they promote toxicity and they promote toxic people. You know, I like to read the comments on the shade room too, just to see what the people think. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we got people who might, who we've canceled as a community and the shade room still out here, you know, kind of promoting them. Like, I'll give you all an example. Let's talk about Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is a very controversial person. He seems like he's on drugs. I bet, I bet, I bet that that boy is on drugs and he has a problem and he needs some help. But the shade room gives his shenanigans a platform. And so he's never going to be held accountable. He's never going to get the help that he needs. And it's not just the shade room. The shade room is a byproduct of it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, the shade room. What are you using your platform for? You're, you promote abusers. Um, they always keep posting about Emily B and Fabulous. And nobody has forgot when Fabulous knocked that girl's teeth out. They used to be on Love and Hip Hop. He had a problem with her being on Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody's seen the video where he got into it with Emily's daddy after he knocked her teeth out. But the shade room is going to post Emily being fabulous and post their family like it's nothing. Like we all just forgot. And yeah, I do think that people can grow and I'm not in their relationship. I'm not in their business. I'm not going to sit here and judge them. But when you read the comments on the shade room, people like me are like, why do y'all keep posting them? Why do you keep posting him? He's an abuser. We don't want to support that. And so it would just make me wonder, you know, some of these things that the shade room be posting, it's like, this is not promoting Black excellence. This is, again, promoting the coonery and the foolery. Yep. Another thing that I noticed, too, that they would do is when they're referring to like Kylie Jenner, oh, she's the mother of blah, 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 of what's his name? Travis Scott's child. But when it comes to what's a black person, a black person, Summer um, oh, Walker baby in London mama. on the track. Oh, his, yeah, her baby daddy, her, his baby mama. But it's when it comes to a white person or whatever they is. Um, it's the mother of his child, father of the child, or like something like that. It's not baby mama. The whole so. language change. Yeah. 
Yeah. They are. It is a question that needs to be answered. I think there are a lot of into a lot of different things that kind of go into things. Uh, go into accounts like the shade room because at the end of the day, they are a business and they just try to make some money. And so, toxicity sales, unfortunately, um, promoting you know um, positive relationships or positive. Um, just positive outlooks for a lot of things in life is not really sellable. And I think, I think, I definitely think it's wrong what they're doing. I don't agree with it, but I also understand the business aspect of like, you can't keep selling these Monday morning affirmation things and thinking it's going to start rolling money in. Like, it's just, I think they kind of go towards what their audience wants to see. They don't really go towards What's right? But it makes me wonder too. I people like to say that and say that about drama, but at the same time, you know, self-care, that's a billion dollar industry. Affirmations, manifestation, new age crystals, those are million and billion dollar industries. So it's like, is it really that it doesn't sell? Or is it really that we're trying to control our people? And in order to control them, we have to create and instill well, audience, though. Well, we have to instill all this negativity. That's hey. never when have when have positivity ever been popular enough to even quantify whether that's a true fact that drama sells or not. I'm just saying, know your audience. People not coming to the shade room to feel good. They come into the shade room for for whatever mess and drama or 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 you know whatever. Now you want to get that positivity and kumbaya and all that stuff. Shade room ain't it. Go somewhere else. Like I don't think that. Like I'm saying, like I get it. You, I just don't think that we should expect. Yeah, platform like the shade room to have any type of accountability or responsibility for what they post because at the end of the I think they're just posting they're not well checking they're not like TMZ does the same thing like I scroll through TMZ I scroll through shade room I scroll through a couple of those you know blog sites and um, unless it's something that's like unless their niche is about being positive you ain't about to find it in everything well, the thing is, you know, it's a gossip site. So it's not the fact. Yeah, it's a gossip site. You're getting mm-hmm. on there to look at gossip. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's one thing to look at gossip and you hee hee, ha ha, laugh and giggles versus then it's like, dang, you know, are you really for Black people or are you against Black people? Because it's a Black platform, but you will see them. You know, All the it jokes is kind is about of like, Black people. And, and they post white people on their page, but yeah. they'll kind of have the white people on a pedestal mm. versus money you know, tear a black person down, but then they got a white person on the pedestal, money. like according to Kardashian. Yeah, because them Kardashians are paying the shade room to put those stories out there. Like, I, I totally... You think, yeah. so? you think they pay? Think so, Courtney, come you on. Think, wait, 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 wait. You think they paying for the Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian scandals that they be posting? I don't think they paying for that. All I'm going to say is. I know they be paying the paparazzi, though. 
I know. That's what I'm saying. Whether it be in their favor or not, completely in their favor or not, you got to give something to take. You got to you got to give something to take something. So like, yeah, we'll let you run this story about Tristan because what in the in the in the, in the, in the same breath, they get they get to dog a black man. So or, t- you know, drag a black man down with them. So like, yeah, we'll let you post a story about Tristan and Chloe. But on the flip side of that, we're going to you need to make sure that when you talk about uh what's the child name fake lips uh what's, it, what's her name fake self-made billionaire kylie yeah because i hate when they call her a self-made billionaire you ain't no self-made nothing your mama right. needs you um but they made sure to not use certain language when it can't comes to her so it's like yeah we'll let you talk about this but you can't put you can't say you can't say that so i th- so are they against black people? So then, would you? Say I don't think I don't I don't know if I don't know if I can give an answer to that. I can just say that I know they are for the green. Okay. So they for the green. Who ain't for the green? But I can see it. I mean, I can totally see. I can see the rationale. I can understand it. I can see how it looks that way. Um. But Shay Room been problematic. So. Yeah, they're so problematic. Yeah, I have it's, to prove them. Be, I can't follow them. I just have to like go and look at their page, but I cannot follow them. They can't be on my feed. Yeah, I'm probably gone. It's I don't look at them every day anymore. I'm gonna be. I just usually catch up like once a week. Like, okay, what happened? Like, what I'm, you know, what's in the pop culture? Because some of that stuff on there, it's like, oh, okay. But I also there are a lot of other shade rooms out there. You got that spiritual what's the other page it's a embracing black culture which is really cool so if you want to go to a page that celebrates and supports black people embracing black culture is a really good page for that not the shade room or like anything else like that out there but i think that we as people have to also take control over our consumption especially as an as adults we have to take control over us of our consumption so yeah, yeah we can say that these platforms or you know are out not platforms these um accounts like shade room or whoever else is out here putting out negative stuff well we're we are going to it and reading it we are going to their page and scrolling through so maybe on the flip side of that taking the blame or the accountability off off of them 100 we can just not look we can just not read we can just not consume mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah. absolutely you know I'm a proponent of that because I don't be consuming everything. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. So but I fun. get on the room. <laughs> I feel like I like to be informed on the celebrity gossip, but I do have to, like you say, uh, moderate it. Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to moderate it. And um, spiritual world is the other one, but they're a little messy too. I just pulled up IG. People talking about it, though, it's conversational. It's a shade room against Black people. So shade room, your game might be number two because it used to be media takeout. And now... Interesting. This other one, this other one, you know, they're all all labeled entertainment. But this one's, uh, they're in this space. Another, like, blogger page on Instagram that's not the shade room. It's called Spiritual World that I, I guess I follow. And their bio says bridging culture with Christianity, which I find very odd because a lot of the things that they talk about on here have nothing to do with Christianity. 
<laughs> like I'm looking at like I've gone okay there's like a whole like a whole list of the couples but like I'm looking through the rest of their stuff and I don't see anything that's about the bible um I see stuff that talks about religion but I don't see many things that talk about um about Christianity. So interesting how they did that. Also, remember we were talking about Nicki Minaj not going to the Met Gala? Yeah. Sis, they had to pay $30,000, $50,000 for them tickets. Nah. What? I like that these celebrities, I like that they're not yeah. attending functions. I like that my girl Simone Biles was like, man, deuces to y'all's Olympics. I like that Naomi Osaka was like, I'm not talking to the press because y'all don't have to do any of these conventional things. You don't. So do your thing, Nikki, and anybody else who ain't go. Yeah. I was just wondering where the money goes that the celebrities pay for to, 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 to go there. Exactly. And it what says the money the goes to... The annual event raises funds for the Metropolitan Museum of Art Costume Institute. <laughs> so we really ain't talking about shit. Like we, like we really just go into a party to throw money wherever. Like, let me Google it because you know, right? That ain't going. Okay. So the costume going to making the same people richer and richer. Now I've been to the. Oh, Yes, it's all about making people richer, richer. Uh, oh, New York is serious about this. You can't even go to the Met if you're over the age of 12 and you're not vaccinated. So, wow. Wow. Can we talk about this? Is some elitism going on? Some social things going on? You're not, now you're cutting off people from going to things like museums. Anyway, we were talking about where this money is going and why Nikki didn't want to go there to give this money to them. It's going to making people who rich already rich. Mm-hmm. Stuff that this is but some people, this is some rich people stuff. So she ain't had to go there. Like I said, she got bigger problems. But anyway, we are coming up on two hours. We need to cut it. Good. We got you a two-hour episode for you to edit, Nikki. <laughs> Courtney swears, Lily. Courtney swears that we only do really long episodes on the weeks that she <laughs> has to edit. Maybe when, you as you see, as you see, we coming up on two hours, and I gotta be the one to edit it. So right, because I I came up with all this stuff today. I see you got everything to talk about. <laughs> everything. All right. All right. Let's go with the bop and then close it out because I'm getting tired and my ear hurts really bad. You got to go up to the doctor because you grown people do get ear infections. You know, had an, I had this is not the new. I've had an ear infection before, several times before, okay. actually. So I you know it. Okay. I just, I hate the feeling. You know, they be coming on strong. So you think it's an infection? I I hate, I'm, this, I'm hoping it ain't. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it. I did. I am a, I am a Q-tip user. So it's a possibility, mm-hmm. but like. But they don't last long, from what I remember. Your ex- you know what? I did put uh-huh. some eardrops in there, though, which I'm going to do again before I go to bed. 
They say when you start having ear problems, it's because you uh, it's a message that you need to receive that you're not listening to. So think about that. That's spiritual. Okay. Yeah. Think right. just yeah. Ponder. Is there something that somebody keep telling me that I'm kind of ignoring mm. that maybe I should take heed to? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, y'all, tonight I got the bop of the week. I heard this song on the radio. The song is called Bobo by Aya Nakamura. The song is actually in straight French. But that mug is so smooth. And Aya is this beautiful Black queen. So y'all got to check this bop out. I think I already added it to the playlist. So tight. Get into it. I sent it to you too, Nikki. So you gotta check it out. Yeah, I'll I'll listen to it. But well, fun. Yeah, you guys go and check that out. I'll also be sure to put the um put everything we've talked about in the show notes. So check the show notes down below. There you'll be able to see our playlist. You'll be able to find our email address if you want to write us a letter or ask us a question at the Courtney and Nikki show at gmail.com. Um, we'll share Lily's friend who does nails. If you're in the Flint, Michigan area, you're looking to get your nails did. Support a young black businesswoman. Um, and yeah, y'all, you know, just stay safe out here and Mask Do your up. research, I guess. <laughs> right, mask up. Mask up for real. For real. Put your mask on. Stay safe. I've seen or not. All right, stay safe in these streets. All right, besties. Have a blessed week. <laughs> Bye. Have a nice. Bye. Deuces. Hey, best friends. Thanks for listening to The Courtney and Nikki Show. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other best friends like you find our show. If you want to connect with us outside of the show, follow us on Instagram at The Courtney and Nikki Show. Talk to you soon.